Welcome to the Soul Talk podcast. My name is Mary Beth Rim, and as a licensed psychotherapist and coach, I am deeply invested in promoting holistic well-being. This podcast is specifically crafted for those who are determined to live a healthier lifestyle and are ready to invest the necessary time and energy to achieve it. However, please be aware that this podcast does not serve as a substitute for medical care or therapy. Our primary objective is to delve into the intricate connections between the mind, body, and spirit and assist you in discovering your true self through enriching conversations that will accompany you as we embark on this journey and put in the miles together. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome to episode four of our Soul Talk podcast. This episode, The Resilient You, Building Strength in Your Mind, Body, and Spirit, is here to help you build resilience and thrive in your life. So the purpose of this episode is to provide tips, techniques, and insights on how to improve your mental, physical, and your spiritual health, and how these areas are interconnected. This episode will also feature uh, some ways to overcome challenges in these areas, as well as uh, practical advice for integrating resilient resilience and building that practice into your daily life. So the goal here today is to empower you to cultivate a resilient mindset and lifestyle that will support you in overcoming challenges and achieving your goals. So resilience, what exactly is resilience? Resilience is the ability to adapt and cope with challenging situations, setbacks, and adversity. How, how many of you have gone through challenges, setbacks, adversity? Um, I know I have many, 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 many times. And it's, it's really a part of life. But resilience involves having the inner strength and the resources to bounce back from those difficult experiences and to continue to move forward. Now, sometimes when we get into situations of setbacks and adversity, we tend to freeze. We tend to stop. We fear gets in the way and we don't end up moving. We just sort of stay, stay stuck. So today we're going to talk about really how resilience helps you get unstuck. So resilience is important because it allows you to face those life challenges with greater confidence with courage, and with flexibility. It also helps you maintain a positive outlook and learn from those experiences and grow stronger in the face of adversity. This is how you build a a very strong inner and outer self because that's really what you want. It's all about, it's all about strength. You know, it's, and, and that's really what wellness really is. Wellness is really about 
It's about building strength and it's about building on your strengths. What are your strengths? We all have, um, we all have different strengths and we want to build on those. So by developing resilience, you can improve your mental and physical health, your relationships, and overall quality of life. Resilience is not something that we are born in, that we are born with, but rather it's a set of skills and it's a set of habits that can be developed and strengthened over time. And again, it's about being aware. It's about being, you know, I talked uh, a little bit last episode about awareness. It's about being aware of where you are in your life and being aware of your body, being aware of your thoughts, being aware of your behaviors. Those are skill sets to learn. And resilience, you know, again, is where it's a skill set where we are going to strengthen that over time. We're not just, we just don't kind of go from um, adversity and setbacks to resilience. There are steps that we have to take to, to get there. Do you have, do, I mean, eventually, you know, it will become easier because you'll recognize where you are and go, oh, okay, this is where I am. This is what I need to, to learn from this. This is how I need to, to cope or to handle this. So, and again, this is a practice. This is not something that it's a one and done. This is a, a practice that you need to develop and incorporate into your life. So with practice and perseverance, you can become more resilient and very equipped to navigate these life challenges that, that come up and, you know, and they will come up and that's okay because that's, you know, that's, that's life, but to be resilient, it's a process and it's something that we work on to strengthen. It's sort of like, I, I like to uh, look at it as, as training for a marathon. There's many different factors that go into training for a marathon. It's not just getting up and running. There's a lot of things that you really need to do to prepare your mind, your body, and your spirit to do it. Uh, one of which is, of course, putting in those miles. But second of all, you need to strengthen your body. So you need to do some sort of strength training. Uh, and then there's, there's, of course, you know, stretching to recover yoga to recover, meditation to recover. So these things also uh, go hand in hand with our life challenges. So first we have to figure out how do we put in the miles? How do we strengthen our mind, our body, and our spirit? And then how do we recover from it? And yes, you do need to recover from whatever setbacks and challenges come your way. So Let's talk a little bit about the mind, building mental resistance, or uh, sorry, mental resilience, resistance. No, we don't want to go down that road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, mental health is, is a critical, critical aspect of overall well-being and also building resilience in your mind. It's essential for maintaining good mental health. And it's, it is, some of it is about uh, positive self-talk. Um, but it's also really being compassionate and, and caring and loving and knowing, knowing yourself. So 
mental resilience refers to the ability to cope with and overcome those challenges, setbacks, and stressors, and to adapt to changing circumstances. We're we're human beings. Human beings evolve. And so there's changes that happen all the time and that happen over time. And we need to learn to adapt. And the more that we can adapt to changes that happen, that occur in ourselves, that occur in our communities, that occur in our families, our friendships, the more we will be able to adapt and, and, and strengthen ourselves and strengthen our relationships. So here's some of the benefits of mental resilience, which of course is improved emotional well-being. So resilience can help to reduce your symptoms of anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders by enabling you to cope with and manage those negative emotions more effectively. It's not to stop a negative emotion. So let's, let me talk about that for just a second, because this isn't about stopping challenges or setbacks or even negative emotions. I don't even like to use the word negative emotions. Um, they're just emotions because we're human beings and emotions are what we were given, whether it's, it's sadness, it's anger, it's joy. It's, we're not always going to be in a place of happiness and joy. So what we have to do is we have to look at, okay, I'm angry about whatever I'm angry about the situation and I'm sad about this situation and it's okay. You need to go through that. You need to go through the anger. You need to go through the sadness and that's what helps you get on the other side. That's what, what creates that resilience. So it's not going to stop the, the, the negative, uh, feelings or the negative behavior. Yeah. Well, you really want it to stop the negative behaviors, but it's not going to stop the negative thoughts or the negative, um, things that we think about. And that's okay because again, we need to, to, to just kind of go with it. We need to move towards it. We need to move past it. We need to move forward from that. Acknowledge it. And then, okay, well, what do I need to do to move forward and get to the other side, which is, which is resilience. And that right there, that, that lowers your anxiety, that lowers depression, any other type of mental health disorders. And that is where strength training in your mind, strength training comes in. It's a practice. It's not something that's automatic. It's, it's not, it's not automatic. And you need to recognize when you're having these feelings and it's, and you need to be gentle and you need to be okay with having these feelings because it's okay. We're human beings. It's not, what's not okay is to act out those feelings and and thoughts on someone else or on yourself, you know, self injury, self hurting or hurting someone else that those that's not acceptable. But what is acceptable is acknowledging the place that you're in and creating a space to be able to work through it in a way that you need to work through it and to, and to also be gentle with yourself and let yourself know that this is okay to be here in this moment, but it's temporary and you will move forward. Resilience can also enhance your communication skills. 
and create better relationships. And again, empathy and emotional intelligence, which can improve relationships with your family, your friends, and your colleagues. This is really, really important um, to really, again, where are you in a place where, say, you're, you're going through a situation that is not a good situation. So how do you get get past that situation and communicate in a way that's not going to um, blame or um, hurt you or someone else. So learning a way to communicate and also maybe taking a step back from the situation and getting a different perspective will help improve your relationship. And also uh, learning the skill of empathy to where you can look at, well, where is this other person at? Maybe they're at this, maybe they're in the same place. Maybe they're feeling the same things and put yourself into, into their shoes for just a second and then be okay with where they are as well and allow them to express whatever they need to express. Because what happens is, is that when someone gets angry, especially if they're angry at a situation or even if they're angry with us for whatever, we tend to retaliate. We tend to get angry as well. And then it turns out into sometimes a full, full blown drama session and you don't want it to get, to get there. So what you want to do is, is, is you want to listen, just listen to them. Most people, when they're in a situation like that, they just want somebody to sit down and listen to them. They just want to be heard. That way they can get it out and then let them know that it's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay. Because what happens is, is that when someone gets angry, we tend to run away from them. We tend to get scared. We tend to get angry ourselves. And that doesn't help the relationship and that doesn't help anybody. But by sitting there with them, and having that empathy and having that emotional intelligence and having that ability to just communicate or not, you know, communication is listening as well, is just sitting there and, and listening and allowing them to express whatever they need to express. So also resilience can enhance your creativity and your problem solving skills and also your decision making abilities you know, which also leads to increased productivity and performance. So to build resilience in your mind, it's important to engage in practices that support good mental health. And here are some practices. I Practicing mindfulness and meditation. I'm a really big believer in, in both of these practices. Uh, these practices can help you reduce stress and anxiety increase self-awareness, and also promote emotional regulation, which means that, again, being able to uh, look at your emotions, where you are, and accepting them, and moving forward, and not creating a worse situation for yourself. Just, you know, again, acknowledging where you are in the moment and then moving forward. Uh, but mindfulness really is, again, it's about 
being present. And it's about being present with yourself, being present, even in those emotions that may not feel so good. Because what that does is that that helps you move through those emotions in a much more productive way. So being present and allowing yourself and saying, okay, I am here right now in this moment, in this situation, this is temporary. It's not my past. It's not my future. It's right here, right now. It may feel a little uncomfortable, but I can move, move through it. And that's the goal. The goal is to move through it and to move past it. That's the goal. Also, by developing a growth mindset, that involves viewing challenges as opportunities for growth and learning rather than obstacles. A lot of times we look at it, we look at something that, um, we look at a challenge as, oh my God, we got this barrier. You know, there's no way that I'm going to get through this barrier. And then you kind of freeze and you just sort of stop. There's a lot of ways to get through the barrier. I mean, you can jump over it, you can go around it, uh, you can knock it down, you can do all kinds of things. You can just, you know, really, um, but what's the opportunity? Why, maybe, maybe that barrier is there to go, not today. You know, maybe you need to turn around and rethink your plan, rethink where you're going in your life and your business and your relationships. You know, it's not necessarily, it's an opportunity to really improve yourself to go, well, maybe I need to do something different and that's okay. Different is different. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different and different is okay. Uh, also having a, a, a really strong network of supportive friends and families. Um, sometimes that may be challenging. Um, I'm not saying that go out and, and, and find, you know, a hundred people, um, you know, some people are introverts like myself can only handle maybe one or two, maybe three at the most. Um, and then it gets, you know, after that, it kind of gets a little bit dicey for me. Um, and some people are extroverts. Some people like hundreds and thousands of people. They like that, that energy. Um, everybody's different. And again, just, just look at that, that everyone's different and be okay with that. It's okay to, um, to be an introvert and it's okay to be an extrovert. There's no right or wrong to where it's like, oh, you need to, to be this way. No, you need to be the way you are. You need to be you. And no one can tell you how to do you except you. So, you know, but a su supportive, supportive network, people that, that, care and love about you that can sit and listen to you know, and, and when you're going through those challenging times. Um, that's really helpful. So, you know, if you need to, to vent, just let somebody know, Hey, I need to, to vent this right now. Is this, is, are, are you okay with that? Um, and that's support right there. That is, is, you know, a supportive, uh, process. Um, Practicing self-care. This is really super important. Self-care is not selfish. You need to recover. You need to rejuvenate. And that means, um, you know, engaging in, in uh, activities that promote physical health, which is, you know, either exercise, get sleep, um, healthy eating, 
um, whatever supports your mental well-being to increase that resiliency. Um, for me, I'm trying to I'm looking at getting into um, a much better sleep pattern. So I've been tracking my sleep. There are some days when I sleep really good, and there's other days when, you know, other nights when when I don't. And one thing that I realize is that I'm not to beat myself up for those nights that I'm not sleeping well. Um, because those days, those nights are going to come and I need to be okay with that. And, you know, and, and also with exercise, it's okay to go one or two miles instead of, you know, 10 or 15. It's whatever it is that you need in that moment on that particular day is practicing self-care. Whether you need to sit on the couch, read a book, watch Netflix, whatever it is that you need to do to take care, just to kind of wind down and take care of yourself. That's what you need to do. So by engaging in these practices and developing a resilient mindset, you can improve your mental health and build the skills and resources needed to cope with any of life challenges. So managing stress and anxiety and other mental health challenges can be difficult, but they're there are certain techniques that can really be helpful. Um, a lot of techniques that, that I use in my practice that I use, uh, for myself. Um, so here's some, some, uh, tips and techniques for managing some of the mental health challenges. I like to do some progressive relaxation techniques every night. I do a little meditation. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 10, 15. Um, but engaging in deep breathing and progressive muscle relaxation or any other meditation techniques to reduce stress and anxiety really helps uh, calm your nervous system down, calms the body, and it calms the mind down. Regular exercises is really helpful. That can reduce stress and improve your mood. So if you try to engage in at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity exercise most days of the week, you don't really have to. I mean, if you're just starting out, I don't recommend that. If you're just starting out, maybe, you know, maybe one or two days and it doesn't even have to be 30 minutes. It could be, uh, sometimes it, uh, 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes really does it one or two times a week. And then you build on that. So you start where you are. You, you don't want to start like gangbusters and go, yeah, okay. 30 minutes every single day. No, don't, you don't want to do that. You want to start slow so that you will return to that exercise and then you'll, you'll continue, you'll continue to do that. And again, connecting with other people is, is really important. Sleep is crucial also for, for mental health. And this is what I've been aiming for. I've aimed for seven to nine hours of sleep, nine hours of quality sleep, actually. So practicing good sleep hygiene, such as avoiding screen time before uh, bedtime. So usually all devices get turned off an hour before. No, um, I don't, I, I have a, um, a dark period where I, you know, all of my devices go dark at 8 PM, uh, until 5 AM the next morning. Uh, so I've been practicing that and that's been helping. And also what I do, what I do is I do a, a, a 10 minute, five to 10 minute, uh, meditation as well to kind of calm myself down and, and really kind of get into uh, sleep mode. Uh, mindfulness involves being present in the moment and accepting, again, accepting your thoughts, your feelings without, without judgment. 
and engaging mindful practices like meditation and yoga. Start where you are, start small, start, you know, a few minutes, you know, one day a week, whatever it is, please start where you are. Uh, seek professional help. So if you're struggling, you know, you, you, you might want to reach out to a therapist and for that support and guidance, a therapist really can help you sort through some of those, um, feelings and thoughts that you have. And that way you can practice that in their office, which is really beautiful because it's a safe space to where you can practice whatever you need to practice. So by incorporating these techniques into your routine, you can reduce your stress and anxiety and improve your overall mental health. So let's talk about building your physical resilience. Uh, physical health is essential for your overall well-being and is closely linked to mental health and resilience. So again, the mind, the body, and the spirit, I always say if one thing is off, like say if you're your mind is off, your body's going to be off too, and also your spirit. So, so they're, they're interconnected. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. Um, so by building resilience into the body in, in it, it involves developing habits and practices that support your physical health and your well-being. So here are some, some techniques. Uh, again, a lot of it is, is pretty much the same, kind of the same thing as, as your mental health. So again, regular exercise, um, again, you start where you are, start one day, start five, 10 minutes, whatever it is, whether it's, it's going for a walk. If you have a dog, that's wonderful. Take the dog for a walk up the street. Um, if you've never walked, um, you know, a walk from your, from your front door to the mailbox, that's kind of how I started, uh, uh my half marathon training, which was really interesting. Um, I w actually went from couch to half marathon, which was a bit crazy. But, um, you know, I, I literally at the time, I, I just could not even walk from, um, from my front door to the mailbox, which was actually across the street at the time. And so I started doing that and then I slowly increased and then eventually, um, was able to finish the half marathon. And that was the goal. The goal was to, to finish. And the goal was actually to finish in a very specific time. Um, our very first half marathon was at Disney. So they have a very strict, um, guidance in terms of you have to be done in three hours and 30 minutes. And if you're not, if, if, if you get to that halfway point and they know that you have not kept up the pace, they will come around and they will snatch you from, from the, from the course and put you on a bus and bring you back to the finish line that way. Um, and that's not always fun. You don't want to do that. I've seen, I've seen people get snatched and that's, that's not, that's not fun. And anyways, but, um, so you want to start slow. You want to start where, wherever you are. And again, sleep hygiene is really crucial. Eating a healthy diet, plenty of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, Protein is very important. Lean protein. Um, it, we were always told when we talked to our dietitian, protein first, you know, um, and limit and limit the carbohydrates. Fruits and vegetables have a ton of carbohydrates in in there, along with sugar. Um, avoid you know any processed food, sugary drink, um, 
and also alcohol consumption because that will, um, you know, that will definitely put you on the road to um, kind of failure in your, in your wellness journey. So you want to really look at that. Um, if you're not able to completely stop, then you might want to look at um, slowing that down a little bit. Getting regular checkups with your healthcare provider really can help identify and manage if you have any kind of health conditions. Um, you know, I always recommend before you start any exercise program, talk to your doctor, see if you're able to do some of these exercises. So y- you want to do that first. You know, please get uh, a checkup um, before you do that. Uh, stress management techniques. I talked a little bit about this. Um, relaxation techniques, meditation, deep breathing. Um, again, that's a practice. It's not something that you do once and you get it. It's something that you have to practice over and over and over again. Cause a lot of people go, oh, I, I, I can't meditate. I can't do this. You know, I can't, I can't deep breathe. Well, <laughs> we, we breathe every day. Um, it's just, again, being mindful of your breathing, being mindful of the space that you're in. And if your thoughts wander through that time, it's okay. Let them. It's okay. Again, we fight a lot of things and you don't want to do that. You do not want to fight your thoughts because meditation is not about turning your thoughts off. It's about allowing whatever comes in and being okay with that without judgment. So be okay with that. So by incorporating these practices into your daily life, you can support a good physical health and build resilience into your body. Again, it's training, it's strength training, little by little by little. So with improved physical health and resilience, you're better equipped to face any kind of life challenges and and also start to maintain a positive outlook on life because when you feel good and you feel good about you, everything is just going to feel good. And it's, again, I'm not saying that it, this is something that you're never going to have any kind of negative thoughts because you will. When they come in, allow it and allow others to have them too, but sit and listen and let them know I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here. I, I hear you. I hear you. Those are the words that we can use and also tell yourself that I hear you. So let's talk a little bit about spiritual building, um, spiritual, spiritual resist, uh, resilience. Spiritual health refers to the ability of finding a purpose and a connection in your life. So building resilience in the spirit involves developing habits and practices that support your spiritual health and well-being. So here are some, some techniques, again, a lot of them, um, are pretty much the same, a little bit different, but, um, connecting into connecting with nature, um, is really, um, important. Spending time outside helps reduce stress and it promotes relaxation and enhances spiritual well-being. So taking a walk in the woods, going hiking, spending time in the, in your garden, if you garden, I don't garden, but, um, that really connects you to the earth and it also connects you to yourself, taking a walk along the beach or on the beach. Um, I'm blessed to, to live here in, uh, near 
uh, Jupiter, Florida, where we have some of the most beautiful beaches and going there and just, um, in the morning and watching the sunrise is probably one of the most connecting and spiritual, um, spiritual events that really can happen, uh, in your life. Cause it's just another day coming, um, another day starting. And it's just the most beautiful thing that you could ever see. Um, you know, again, mindfulness and meditation practices that helps promote inner peace. Also, it increases self-awareness and it enhances your spiritual well-being. So set aside some time. Um, I've been getting into a practice in the evening before bedtime and just sort of kind of connecting with myself and focusing on my day and just sort of winding down from the day, five, 10 minutes, nothing really um, too crazy. So I use a a meditation app that really helps uh, kind of guide it, guide me through relaxing and, um, ending my day in a, in a good way. Um, practicing gratitude by focusing on the positive aspects of your life, expressing gratitude to others and keeping a, a gratitude journal also helps. Um, so if you want to engage in, in spiritual practices that resonate with you, whatever resonates with you, it, it could be prayer, which a lot of times meditation is, is really a form of prayer. It can be, um, attending any kind of religious services, if that's what you believe in. Um, so it, it's really about engaging what resonates with you. It's not just one thing. Um, and, you know, again, connecting with others that are like-minded who share the same values and beliefs that you do. Um, one of the mistakes that I had made was to, um, you know, because again, we all want to connect was to, um, you know, try to connect with people that just really, um, weren't a part of my values and my belief systems. And I kind of, you know, again, it's sort of like, um, putting myself into, uh, you know, square peg in a, or, you know, round hole in a square peg kind of thing. Um, and that really didn't work out. And, you know, um, that really, that's not connecting. So you really want to connect with something that resonates with you, something that you feel comfortable with. Um, and again, I think connecting with others also takes time and is also a practice. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that is an automatic thing, even with family members. Connecting with family members sometimes can be uh, rather difficult, um, you know, because sometimes they don't share the same values or belief systems that you do. Um, and again, we're not going to, you know, force ourselves into that. And it's okay. It's it's okay that you that they have their values and beliefs, and it's okay that I have mine. And it's just again, we need to be respectful and accepting of that. And and that's really what connecting is really all about. It's about that something that is shared. And again, taking time, self-care, taking time for yourself, engaging in activities that promote your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. So by incorporating these practices into your daily life, you can support any kind of spiritual health and build the resilience in your spirit. So with improved spiritual health and resilience, you're better equipped 
to face life's challenges with grace and find meaning and purpose in your life. So, you know, again, it's finding what works for you. So let's all put it together. Let's kind of integrate, integrate this, the integration, putting, putting the whole mind, the body, and the spirit together. So the mind, the body, and spirit are interconnected and impact each other in many ways. So building resilience in one area can positively impact the others because it's all connected. So creating a ripple effect throughout a person's overall health and well-being. For example, improving your physical health through regular exercise and healthy eating can positively impact your mental health by reducing stress and improving your mood. This, in turn, can improve your spiritual health by promoting inner peace and contentment. So by building resilience in the mind through practices like meditation and mindfulness can improve physical health by reducing stress and promoting relaxation. This can improve your spiritual health by enhancing your self-awareness and promoting a deeper sense of connection to yourself and also to others. So you first need to connect with you before you can really dig deep and connect with someone else. So you need to be gentle and kind and compassionate with yourself. So the interconnectedness of the mind, the body, and spirit highlights the importance of a holistic approach to health and well-being. By focusing on building resilience in all three areas, you can achieve a greater sense of balance and harmony in your life. In essence, building resilience in one area can create a positive feedback loop, leading to improvements in other areas of your life as well. So this highlights the importance of a holistic approach to health and well-being that focuses on the interconnectedness of the mind, the body, and the spirit. So by incorporating any tips and techniques in your daily life that I talked about, um, really can integrate your mental, physical, and spiritual resilience into your life. And remember, building resilience is a journey. It's a practice. And what works for one person may not work for someone else, may not work for you. And that's okay. So you need to explore different practices and find what resonates with you. So what works for you is going to work for you. And keep doing that. So if it works, keep doing it. So this episode, The Resilient You, Building Strength in the Mind, the Body, and the Spirit, I focused on the importance of building resilience in all areas of life including the mind, the body, and the spirit. This episode also emphasized the interconnectedness to these areas, and I offered some tips and techniques for improving resilience in each one. So this podcast also explored the importance of spiritual health and offered tips and techniques for building that resilience in the spirit, including connecting with nature, practicing mindfulness, meditation, and reflecting on your values and your beliefs. So again, by focusing on building resilience in all three areas, you can achieve a greater sense of balance and harmony in your life. So if you're listening to this episode 
you've already taken the first step towards building resilience in your own life. By educating yourself on the importance of resilience and the techniques that can be used to build it, you're already on your way to a more balanced and fulfilling life. But, but knowledge isn't, it's not enough. It's important to take the action and implement some tips and techniques into your daily life. So here's a call for you. Here's a, here's, here's a call to action for you. So starting today, commit to making small changes in your life to build resilience in all three areas, mind, body, and spirit, whether it's taking a walk in nature, whether it's eating a healthy meal, whether it's practicing meditation for five, 10 minutes, whatever it is, start somewhere. Remember that building resilience is a journey and it takes time and effort. Please be, please be patient and compassionate with yourself. Celebrate those small wins along the way. Don't be afraid to seek support and guidance when you're needed. Whether it's from, you know, a trusted friend or a therapist. Because that's a safe place in a therapist's office. So by committing to building resilience in all areas of your life, you'll be better equipped to face life challenges with grace and find meaning and purpose in your everyday experiences. So take that step today. You've got this. Remember, everyone's journey to better health and wellness is unique, and it's important to find strategies and practices that work for you by prioritizing self-care, staying active, getting enough sleep, Connecting with others, eating a balanced meal, and managing stress, you can take control of your own health and well-being and achieve a better quality of life. Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Talk Podcast. I trust that this episode has provided you with invaluable insights and strategies for enhancing your health and well-being. To keep the conversation going, let's connect on social media. You can find me on Instagram under LCSWRunner. I also have a Facebook group called High Impact Series. And if you have any questions, you can also email me at mb at mbhrim.com. So please stay tuned for forthcoming episodes where we will delve deeper into the range of wellness-related topics. Remember, prioritizing your wellness is an ongoing journey, not a destination. By consistently putting in the effort and practicing self-care, you can achieve optimal well-being and live your best life. So let's embark on this journey and put in the miles together. <music>